4: Uh, as we were saying earlier, Ray, the uh, NFL Postseason Awards come out. No surprise for Nick Bosa. He's the Defensive Player of the Year. Patrick Mahomes named MVP. His second 5,000-yard passing season, a number that just in my childhood was you know, un- unfathomable. 5,000 <laughs> passing yards. It's the second time he's done it. It's his second MVP. I mean, this is a guy look patrick mahomes has been the chief starter for five seasons he just played in his fifth afc title game he's about to make his third super bowl appearance he just won his second league mvp and he could win his second super bowl it's about as perfect a start to a career as any player has ever had in any sport i mean he's really remarkable He's really, truly remarkable. And look, as everyone starts putting together the how they think the Super Bowl is going to get played, I look at Philadelphia and I get an awful lot of respect for who they are and what they do and the good old-fashioned cliche, the defenses win championships. There is truth to it. And boy, they got a good defense. Here's the thing. Kansas City also has a good defense. Maybe not as good as Philadelphia's, but they're, they're representative of an actual NFL defense. And they can also get a little frosty beyond that. Ray, the reason why I like the Chiefs on Monday and I keep on liking the Chiefs and I've been looking for reasons to not like the Chiefs. But I just I won't find them because the one thing, the only thing in football that can really overcome a truly incredible defense is a great coach with a fantastic quarterback and there wouldn't be a easier, simpler way to describe who the Kansas City Chiefs are. That's a great coach with a fabulous quarterback, and they have as much chance of beating a really good to great defense as any team that has ever taken a field.
5: No, I, I, but I think that... I mean, and there's nothing you said there that's wrong, but I think the difference is not going to be decided when Kansas City has the ball. It's going to be decided when Philadelphia has the ball, because Kansas City's defense is vulnerable in places and one of the places that they're vulnerable is in the secondary and because philadelphia's offensive line is so much better than kansas city's defensive line i think that's where the difference in the game is going to be determined if kansas city can stand up to that then they win the game they might win it comfortably but if they can't i think philadelphia could have the ball A vast majority of the day. And if they do, that makes it significantly more difficult for Kansas City's offense to do the magical things that Patrick Mahomes can make it do. But boy, if there's one guy who can summon that
4: magic in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl where they did not possess the ball very much in the first three stanzas. Now here they are and they need 17 points quickly.
5: They're the only team I can even imagine being able to do that. Yeah, oh no, I, I. That's. there's no question. That's why this is a fascinating game. I just don't know that Philadelphia's advantage on defense, coupled with its dominating advantage in the offensive line, doesn't make them simply better because they can control the two most important things in any football game. To the offensive line of scrimmage and the defensive line of scrimmage. Because you don't, you rarely see a team that is that good along both lines. And and I don't know, it just seems to me that that's the one advantage that Andy Reid might have some difficulty figuring out on one side or the other.
4: And I would agree with you for a lot of reasons that you, I mean, look, you, you make an awful lot of sense too, but can I give you one? Other element of why I just, I like to change. Oh, no, this game. I did not Go and knock yourself out. So I don't know if you heard any of the crosstalk that I did with Steine and Guru today because I, I sort of said this there. And if you heard that, I won't ask you the question. But if you weren't paying attention, just tell me and I'll ask you the question. I didn't hear it. Andy Reid has been a coach for 31 years. That means we have a 31 year sample size of what he does with two weeks to prepare. Andy Reid coming off a bye week. He's really successful. Do you even want to guess what his record is in 31 tries coming off of a bye week? Probably 25 and six. You're not far away from the truth. He is 27 and four.
5: No, he's a sensational coach. And if anybody can negate the advantages that Philadelphia has, it is him. You know that he's got
4: 15 plays that no living, breathing human has ever even thought of, much less actually run. And if he's in trouble against the Eagles, he'll run like three or four of them on Sunday because Andy's always saving a little for the next game, the next season, the next
5: Super Bowl. He's a genius. Oh, yeah, he's he is the second most creative tactical coach next to Bill Belichick in of the century. Yeah, and. Part of that is because he goes back as far as Belichick does. There was a story in The Ringer by Roger Sherman about all the the great gadget plays that Reed has run in his his life. And there was one, and I don't remember which one it was, and shame on me, that he pulled from 1940. Before they essentially threw the ball at all. And he figured one out and got a touchdown out of it. Because he, he remembers more stuff than Nick Sirianni's been alive for. But the one thing that ne- doesn't negate that advantage but levels it off, I think Sirianni's got more really good players than Reed does. Players
4: matter in the big game, but the single best player, I think he wears a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. Oh, no question. And I, I like the Chiefs. I might be wrong. I'm wrong all the time about things that i like but i like the chiefs in this game and patrick mahomes really truly if he wins this game i believe he is as close to five years into a career which is a minuscule amount of career compared to the career we just saw of tom brady you know patrick mahomes in five years will have come as close to being mentioned in the same breath with tom brady and the all-time greats as anyone could ever come in just a five-year sample size of a career. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. I, I, I want to attribute this to Nick Wright because I saw him come up with this just on Patrick Mahomes' prowess to make a bad game turnaround quickly. In the 2018 AFC title games, Mahomes gets the ball back down three with 32 seconds left, and he drives for the game-tying field goal. In 2021, in the AFC Divisional Round, Mahomes got the ball back down three with 13 seconds left and drove in 13 seconds for the game-winning field goal. In the 2022 AFC title game, Mahomes got the ball back in a tie game with 30 seconds left and drove for the game-winning field goal. That is three times in his playoff career that Patrick Mahomes has gotten the ball with less than a minute and has driven his team down for a winning or tying score. Three times... In 13 career playoff games, no other quarterback in NFL history has done it more than once. Guy's unbelievable. He's trying to win his second Super Bowl in his third appearance after five straight conference championship games. He just won his second straight MVP. But then we get to uh, a, a little gambling advice. And we got some gambling advice before today's show is over and done with, Ray. Oh, I, I will... I will give you that gambling advice in just a moment. But I've been told we've got breaking news. Grandy, push the button. 95.7
3: The Game, breaking news.
4: So Gary Payton Jr. was seen around the facility today, and it looked like he was ready to play. A failed physical exam of Gary Payton II has placed the Golden State-Portland-Detroit-Atlanta four-team deal in serious jeopardy. This is according to Shams and Anthony Slater. Payton's core muscle injury could sideline him for three months following a Warriors exam. Whoa. Hello. So, James Wiseman, who reported to Detroit, Mark Spears said he was going to play, and then said isn't going to play uh, at least the Detroit Pistons said that he's not going to play is not the culprit here who might have flunked a physical but Gary Payton himself Gary just played against the Warriors when they lost in Portland two nights ago just two nights ago
5: wow yeah wow is wow is an impressive way to put it played 22 minutes in that game so I don't know how I don't know how they ignore this. And I think you've got to walk the whole trade back. Can you walk just a leg of the
4: trade back? Like, let's say the Warriors want to keep this James Wiseman for Sadiq Bay. Let's forget about involving Kevin Knox in Atlanta and five second round picks and Gary Payton the second. Wiseman for Sadiq Bay? Could they? Could, but my under. Do you have
5: to go back to just scuttling the deal entirely? Can you keep an element of it? I think you would have to get the. Um, you would have to get the Pistons to agree to do that straight up. And from what I understood, they didn't want to do a Bay for Wiseman trade straight up. So, I think if you if you negate one part of the trade, and I'm not an expert on this, maybe. We could chase down Slater, but I think if one leg of the trade goes, I think you can revoke the whole thing because everybody had a piece of this deal in one way or another. Again, from Shams, this
4: just in a failed physical exam of Gary Payton. The second is placed Golden State, Portland, Detroit, Atlanta's four team deal in serious jeopardy. That's according to Shams and Anthony Slater. Payton's core muscle injury could sideline him for up to three months following a Warriors exam. Wow. Wow. And I mean, he just played. He's played 15 games. Why does Portland have a medical process to clear the player to play, yet the Golden State Warriors
5: are slamming the brakes on that? Are uh, this according to Shams? Um, not to duck your question, but the Warriors have until Saturday to go through with the trade or have the entire four-team deal be rescinded. So, so if they rescind this part of it, the whole deal collapses. So, James Wiseman... <laughs> With the Golden
4: State War, I mean, what do they do? What do they do to? Would they just what? I mean, are they going to give him minutes? Are they just going to sign him right to the G League? Like, what do you do? How do you look James Wiseman in the eye
5: again and just be like, yeah, okay, we'll just pick up right where we left off. Well, he he's probably as pissed about this as anybody, but I think that, I don't think they're going to all of a sudden look at Wiseman if they have to bring him back and say, okay, we've seen the air of our ways; we'll get twenty minutes a night. I think they'll, they would use him the way they have used him, which is almost not at all.
4: Wow. I mean, how could a weird year get even weirder? We just found out. We just found out. And because the trade deadline has come and gone, there is no lever to pull to improve this team beyond the situation it currently stands in. If all of this goes away, oh, my goodness.
5: What a disaster. And if they if they decide we're fine with the trade anyway, they will basically have traded James Weissman for the equivalent of nothing. Well, Which was something that, you know, some people said that might not be bad because at least you get his salary and tax off the books.
4: Well, no wonder why Steve Kerr didn't want to come on today to talk about this, or he was, you know, gonna come on, but he couldn't talk about this. It's on their end. It is the Warriors Team Doctors that are holding up this physical. Who would have thought? Who would have thought when they moved into Chase Center so close to uh, the baseball field that they would have the same problems? (laughs) Failed physicals. Has there ever been a city attached to failed physicals the way that the city of San Francisco has now attached itself to failed physicals over just the last two, three months? It's extraordinary. Better doctors? What are the chances? What are the odds? Oh my God. I mean, oh my God. No, I mean, are all these teams operating on Indian burial ground? It's not just the 49ers, it's the Giants now, too, and it's the Warriors.
5: How are the Sharks, Ray? Is the Sharks okay today? Uh, Anyone get fine. hit by a Zamboni this afternoon? That, that would probably be an improvement on the year they've had. God almighty. This is unbelievable.
4: This is unbelievable. We just had Anthony Slater yesterday trying to sum up what James Wiseman went through, meant to this team. Here's what Slater said just yesterday with us.
0: It was convoluted. Uh, you know, you go back to the, like the drafting of him. was in November. Drafts are never in November. It was the COVID year. 60 games sounds like a, you know, a career for James Wiseman you consider his college career. Three games. And then you know, I can remember it was wild. His first training camp, we couldn't cover in person because of COVID, so they would just send out these little blips of footage that, uh, and we hadn't seen him yet. And. I remember they looked really impressive. And that's like what I'll always remember about those early days of the Wise and Aaron, where there was just those flashes of like, oh, wow, they might have drafted like Giannis, right? I mean, like they, if I showed you some of his highlight film and that's all you'd seen from his rookie year, even if remember they started him game one, I remember talking to the coaches behind the scenes. they were playing in Brooklyn, COVID year, empty arena. Game one, he'd missed the preseason because he got COVID. And they're like, we're starting him tonight. And it was like, whoa, they must have seen something behind the scenes.
4: What's absolutely amazing about this whole thing, Ray, if it really does dissolve, is that they sent out James Wiseman with this huge aura of, we still don't know, and they get him back in the exact same situation. We still don't know.
5: Yeah. Oh still, no, this is- Nothing ever gets learned about this guy. That's why I think there's a possibility that the Warriors might accept the trade, even though they don't get any help from Peyton. Because... They want him off the books, I think they do want him off the books, and the truth is, whether they, if if Peyton can't play and it would seem like he can't, if they're talking three months, it still doesn't change how they would use Weisman, which is not at all. So, what have you what have you done then? You've traded a guy for cap relief, and what, I think it was John Hollinger who suggested that that might be a thing they'd want to consider. A grand total of about $130 million saved in terms
4: of actual cap hit and repeater tax when it's all said and done. To keep James Wiseman on the books is a significant investment in a
5: player who's not playing for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, apparently that that core muscle surgery that Peyton had in July, I think it was, July or August, um, it wasn't, wasn't either 100% successful or the doctors looked at the surgery and said, you know what? They didn't get all of it. I mean, a core muscle
4: thing is a its a hard thing to heal, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also... I mean, we saw Nick Bosa come back from a similar injury when he was at Ohio State. But, I mean, I guess... You know, I, I got a lot of questions here. One of them is, what is Portland doing, getting this guy back and playing him? If, if as soon as you know he walks into a Warriors doctor office, they're thinking, we got to scuttle a trade. What is Portland doing? How are they? How are they? How's this guy played fifteen games? How is he cleared to play after missing the majority of the entire first half? What benchmark did they decide in Portland he had cleared? which allowed him to be green-lighted for playing time. I mean, the Warriors can't... The Warriors don't look bad on this because I don't think it's... I don't think it's... It's its, it's negligent on the Warriors to say, well, this this player's healthy if he's playing over there. Like, he's playing against us. Like, we're literally playing the Portland Trailblazers tonight, and there he is playing against us. So, thinking that he's available to be traded is, you know, there's no negligence that can be assigned to that, Ray. I I mean, mean, I don't
5: think you can call it a gamble. Well, no, it's not a question of negligence because they wanted this trade to happen. And since they're the ones who are saying, well, now we got this, you know, I mean, and look, they may not negate the trade. It may just suddenly become Wiseman for for cap relief. I mean, they would have to basically change the, you know, the motivation for doing the deal. But if they if they say, well, we're not going to do this deal, you know, undo it all. Then they've got the same problem that they had two days ago. The Golden State Warriors—do they solely control the veto power now over getting this done?
4: Is it all their decision entirely?
5: The, the yeah, dis- uh, yeah, because they're the—they're the. They're the well, I don't want to say they're the aggrieved party, but they're the ones—the player in who question. ended up with damaged goods. I mean, Detroit can't negate the trade because you know, Wiseman is whole. Atlanta isn't going to because. They have no complaint here. The only team that would have a complaint would be Golden State. What do the Warriors do about the body that they need? That may not be that's not would not seem to be the option. It's not a question of the, the body they need. They don't get that body. They would again, they would have to change the motivation for the deal to all right, we We likewise, but we we need the cap relief. And that's not a body.
4: If Gary Payton was to miss three months, that will put us in May.
0: And that is a month after the regular season ends. So into the second, maybe even third round of the playoffs.
4: Yeah. I mean, there's no assuming that the Warriors are just going to be waiting there for them the way that they're playing right now.
5: No, I mean, that's, you know, I I think you you basically have to Well, you have to decide by Saturday. They have until Saturday. Yeah. Or as we like to call it, tomorrow. <sighs> when you put it that way, well, I mean, you can't hold up a trade forever. You've got to, you, you got to poop or get off the pot, and that's what the Warriors have to do. They have to decide: okay, can we justify this in our own heads if it's just for money? What do you think they're going to do? I think they're going to. I think they're going to accept the trade even though peyton is injured because they'll justify to saying well we just saved ourselves a hundred million and change anthony slater remember was on
4: with us yesterday and had to say this about the wiseman Warriors situation at the very very end it wasn't exactly uh harmonious slater said
0: You know, he's always had a really good attitude behind the scenes, but you could just tell it was just becoming detached. The situation had just run its course with the Warriors. It's why I think they finally came to grips with trading him. I'm not saying Detroit starting him right away in this complete losing environment is fantastic for him, but it's better than what he had been experiencing.
4: And look, you know, we're only looking at this through the prism of uh, selfish self-interest, right, for the Warriors, you're gary payton the second you got to be crestfallen about this right you got to be sick to your stomach about this that this could hold up your opportunity to return to a place that you know slater said
0: he wanted to be i think that like someone kind of been in the back of their mind uh really even since he, he left it was like an agonizing decision for him to leave like he didn't want to you know he's kind of hinted even behind the scenes that he was, he kind of longed to get back but when they went searching the last couple of days for upgrades uh, obviously they were attempting to get an og and an ob sweepstakes which weren't even didn't really even end up being realistic for anybody in the league that's why he didn't get traded but as they tried to find veteran upgrades out there they talked to portland and in, in about maybe it being like a direct swap but portland didn't want james Wiseman, so they had to get creative to you know get something for james Wiseman that portland would take in, in a package and he was one of the few, I think, veterans that they did identify as can come in and we know he can be in a closing lineup because that was kind of their threshold that they had talked about. It was like, no, it's not just a ninth-man upgrade that can play, you know, 14 minutes. It has to be somebody good enough to be in the DiVincenzo, Kaminga realm of, like, on certain nights, he's one of our best five. And there are not many guys for that price range across the league that, you know, you could use James Wiseman to get that fit that description, but they knew that Peyton did because he did it last season. He did it in the finals last season. So, shockingly, they went out and and got the reunion done. Look, he's
4: a proven player who fits the puzzle that the Warriors try to put together nightly in a basketball game. We've seen it. The experiment's been run. He fits. They can even excel defensively with him. They need Gary Payton. the second to be what they want to be this year, but they think that they need him beyond more than just this year. I mean, he's well, coming
5: he, with a two-year deal beyond this year. Yeah, so they'd they'd be responsible for those uh, $18 million. I want to share you with all
4: of you the news once again. This just came down from Shams. A failed physical exam of Gary Payton II has placed the Warriors... Trailblazers, Pistons, Hawks, four-team deal in serious jeopardy. According to Shams and Anthony Slater, Peyton's core muscle injury could sideline him for up to three months following a Warriors exam. I mean, here's here's my question. Let's say they decided they weren't going to dot their I or cross their T, and they just said, yeah, let's pretend to give him an exam, but we're not going to because he just played the other night. Could he play? I mean, how how, how precautionary is this? How worried about next year are they about playing him tomorrow?
5: Because he just played two nights ago. You know what? Once they find out that there's a problem, it's it's dangerous and maybe even legally actionable for them to play him. Say, you failed your physical, but we're going to say you passed it. I mean, that's a level of malfeasance that... A, the Warriors couldn't possibly want to have to explain in a court of law, and B, is counterproductive. Here's the deal. If this whole thing gets rescinded, Ray, if this whole thing
4: gets rescinded, whatever is the first game he's back, you got to start James Wiseman. Just to screw with
5: everybody. Just just to have fun with it at that point, right? I mean, what's left to do? There's nothing about this that got fun for the Warriors. I think, frankly... Stardom. 48 minutes. Let him foul out before you substitute him. Yeah. No, I. the more I think about it, the more I think it's unlikely that they're going to negate the trade. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a development.
4: Yeah. I, I Look, I, I, I came in for that crosstalk with Guru and Steining. and I said something might be up. But I was just throwing hypotheticals against the wall. Look at where we are. When we come on back, we'll catch everyone up to the breaking news. Oh, the hour. This trade might get scuttled for the Golden State Warriors. Damon and Ratto here on 95.7 The Game. It's great to have you here. We are streaming live on YouTube. By the way, that chat line is going bonkers. We'll check out that one. We'll check out the other uh, message stream. And we got open lines. No wonder why Steve didn't want to come on today. Oh, my God goodness damon and Ratto here on 957 the game brought to you by five hour
1: energy
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game
2: you have 47 new voicemails
4: Now back to Damon and Rattle on 95.7 The Game. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line, but we're not having Steve Kerr on today. And now we absolutely know why. There was a holdup of the four-team trade that sounded an awful lot like it might be coming out of Detroit. With Mark Spears just the day before saying, hey, James Wiseman is going to start. Today it was revealed that James Wiseman would not be playing. And it sounded like since... We all know that Gary Payton just played. The holdup might be coming from Detroit because all parties, which, by the way, every single party has agreed to this trade, at least publicly, has put out a statement. I mean, it got even further down the road than the Correa thing got with the San Francisco Giants in terms of everyone saying, yeah, this deal's happened pending physicals. Well, a physical of Gary Payton, the second has failed. Shams just reported a failed physical exam of Gary Payton has placed the four-team trade in serious jeopardy. Anthony Slater and Shams are reporting that Peyton's core muscle injury could sideline him for up to three months following a Warriors exam. The Warriors have until tomorrow to either go through with the trade or have the entire four-team deal rescinded. All players return to their starting positions. Golden State reacquired Peyton at the trade deadline on Thursday. Wow, it gets even more convoluted, Ray. What else have you found out during the commercial break? Well, I didn't find it out; I just
5: read it. What but else this is from this? Did is from Chris read? Mannix of Sports Illustrated, who uh, cited The Athletic in a paragraph that reads: Peyton, according to sources, had been playing playing through pain in Portland. Sources added that the Blazers' training staff had been pushing him to gut through it, giving him torridol shots." This had not been relayed to the Warriors during the negotiation process. Okay. I'm calling a lawyer
4: if I'm Joe Lacob right now. And I'm thinking about an actionable offense against the Allen family for not fully disclosing a player that they were willing to trade's medical history on day of trade. Is there anything any bylaw that says you have to be transparent in terms of medicines issued to players who would be involved in trades i don't know what the nba would think about the transparency that clearly was being fogged up here by portland
5: to get a deal done um i don't know i'm sure that the league office would aggressively discourage the more the warriors from taking the blazers to court but the warriors also have the the avenue of negating the trade they, i mean they you know it, if they said well wait a minute we just did a medical and he failed it because and you didn't disclose this they could just say you have to take him back now but the reason but the reason they came to the conclusion that they wanted
4: to Get back into the Gary Payton II business is because they thought him healthy. True. There's no way they would have actively gone about working a trade for someone who was saying, I'm being forced to
5: play, and but for Toradol shots, I'd be unable to. Well, look, it's not a good look for the Blazers, and I'm not a lawyer, so I can't speak to this with any certitude. But I think the league would say, You have an avenue. You can negate the trade. You can get your property back. And I hate to say property, that's a bad word. But you can get your player back. You can walk this entire trade back. You have a remedy for fixing this. The fact is the Warriors can undo the trade or they can take it as is and just say, well, we get cap relief for now and we will try to get Payton ready within three months. Before you uncovered the...
4: Athletic article, the tweet from Chris Mannix. However, you stumbled across what you just shared about the all pain and, and playing in pain. The one thing that you and I agreed to during the commercial break is this is basically too far over the skis to pull back now.
5: Yeah, I think so. I think even if the Warriors felt deceived, to to undo the entire trade means that they have to reaccept James Wiseman, who they have said all along they're looking after his best interests. If they bring him back, then they're basically saying, all right, you still work for us, but we're not going to let you work because we don't think you're a good enough worker. And the alternative for him is going to Detroit to a place where they're going to say, we're going to let you play, which is you know, detrimental to Wiseman's career. So I think they can live with the possibility that they don't get Gary Payton until May, except the fact that they're on the hook for two more years of his salary in exchange for the $130 million of cap relief. Now, look, one of the problems with all this beyond
4: just the player availability, that may not be possible is the like uh, the single dumbest way to interpret this a guy on the otis bird the third text line named Raphael just interpreted this the single dumbest way it could be interpreted he said bob myers is lost fire him what are you talking about bob myers is supposed to have superman x-ray vision and be able to see a torn muscle in a player who was on the court playing against his team the night before the trade was consummated. Bob Myers is not responsible for any element of this blowing up. The, the the crime, if you wanted to say this is a crime, which it isn't, but the deception is coming from the Portland Trailblazers. And this is a deception. They willingly, according to this story from Shams and Anthony Slater, Chris Mannix, however, got relayed. According to this story, and Ray, you can talk me through the entire paragraph if I'm I'm getting this wrong. Please stop me if I'm getting this wrong. Mm. But this entire thing happened because the Portland Trailblazers never told the Warriors straight up he probably wouldn't be able to play if we weren't loading him up with Toradol in the 15 games that he has played for us. In the 15 games that he did play for Portland, he didn't do much. Gary Payton was four points, two and a half rebounds, one and a half assists. So It's not like he was out there doing much in the 15 games that he played. But should he have even been out there at all? If Portland is willing to drug their players to get them on the court... Don't they need to disclose that to a team that's
5: about to trade for one of those players? I don't know if they are required to or not, to be honest with you. So, the the notion that they deceived the Warriors... Um, and I mean, that may very well be true. It or- sounds like you tried to just sell me a car that you knew
4: had a bad radiator hose in it, or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about engines, but the, your 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 phalange rod was all screwed up, and you knew it. But you sold me the car, thinking that I wouldn't catch the broken phalange rod, and well- and that to me. Is like uh, like there's a lemon law for that, you know? You're not allowed to sell a car without disclosing an actual the
5: Carfax information. No, but you, you you but there are remedies for that, and one of the other ones that I didn't even think of until I read the the story that just got posted in the Athletic is that there have been this behind the scenes discussions on Friday about the possibility of amendments to the trade. Maybe they throw in somebody else instead of Peyton or someone in addition to Peyton. Dame Lillard. Dame
4: Lillard get it done. That should, this should cost the Portland Trailblazers Dame Lillard. He'll make a great
5: warrior. You know he's from Oakland, right? Yeah, I'm vaguely aware of he that. He is yes. from the Bay Area. Yeah. I don't think the I don't think the Warriors get to say, "Well, we get to pick what we want from you." They would have to renegotiate that entire deal, which means dragging Atlanta and Detroit back into this. I think the Warriors may just choose the simplicity of saying, okay, we're just gonna technically pass him, and then we'll put him on on the IL, and just until he gets healthy, and we will simply do without him. Because a case can be made, not a legal case, but an argument can be made, well, the only thing that happened here is that you lost the services of a guy that you haven't been playing, and you got something in return for that. And you can't play him uh, either. Which is nine figures worth of cap relief. And you still get the player, you just don't get him as soon as you get him. But that's a choice the Warriors get to make, not one that the Blazers get to propose. But here's the deal. It's not... is, it
4: just, is it, it's not The Warriors, of course, made this trade partially considering cap space. But they are also considering, how do we be a better team? We need okay. another player. We need a player who understands and fits us in a way that the player that we just walked away from does not fit us. And we're trying to make the playoffs now. Like, Gary Payton might have been a move that was supposed to bolster this roster beyond this season. But you can't worry about those other seasons until the completion of this season. They didn't make a trade for Gary Payton specifically for tomorrow. Tomorrow was included in today. And if they can't get today out of Gary Payton, oh my... God, thank you very much. Lucas is handing us things, and he put a star next to this, so it must be a portion that you'd want me to read.
5: Lucas, we already read that. This is from Shams.
4: Oh, this is what you? Yes,
5: yeah. Peyton. It's
4: according, from, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, also this from Shams
5: awesome. and Slater.
4: Shams and Slater. Shams and Slater. Shams and Slater. All love. Yeah. Uh, Peyton, according to sources, has been playing through pain in Portland. Sources added that the Blazers training staff had been pushing him to gut through it. When's the last time the Warriors medical staff pushed a player to gut through anything? They are notoriously
5: conservative.
4: Playing through pain, giving him terrible shots to do it had not been relayed to the Warriors during the negotiation process. That to me sounds like scumbaggery is in play. There is an element of deception that I think the
5: Trailblazers are trying to get away with here. And maybe, but the question is how how aggressive do the Warriors want to be about this? Because I think the league will say, look, you have relief. If you don't want to do the deal, don't do the deal. And the damage that will accrue to the to the blazers is they don't get to get gary payton off their payroll and they now have a reputation around the league as people who are not to be trusted i don't think the league wants to escalate this into something huge and i think they will in subtle ways suggest to the to all parties you know what let's figure out a way either change this deal so that everybody's happy which would probably mean the, the the Blazers would have to send somebody else back to Golden State, and Golden State can either accept or you say, no, no deal. Or they take or they just take Peyton. Here are the four most important words. And the
4: only question that really matters, I think, going forward here. How pissed is Joe? Because if Joe Lacob feels That they tried to pull a fast one on him. Joe's the kind of guy who is going to be so personally, I think, pissed off and offended by that. Unless he's also saying, hey, you you know, the, the main goal of this really wasn't the acquisition of Peyton. The main goal of this was the tax relief. And I still have that main goal checked off. But I just don't think that that's the way Joe gets down. I think he is way too... Highly competitive and invested in on court success to not be red in the face, furious
5: right now. I'm sure he's over at J Center. I'm sure he's pissed purple, no question. But that's where Bob Meyer's skill as a negotiator will come in handy in house. We'll just say, Okay, look, what do you want to do? Do you want to negate the trade? I'll negate the trade. Do you want to accept it and be happy with the cap relief and the notion that we'll get Gary Payton in May? Do that then. I mean, I think... Or,
4: or... Do you want to sue the Portland Trailblazers for Damian Lillard? That's what I would do. And you'd
5: have no chance in court. We're still, we're filing frivolous lawsuits. Oh, okay. First well, in- then go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sue everybody. We will sue the corpse of Paul Allen. I might... I'm, I might sue the Phoenix Suns. Just throw them in there. Sure, why not? No, I mean, it's it based on what we know, this is a pretty creepy thing that the Blazers have done. Uh, the man. only way that they get to evade some responsibility is if the Warriors called them and said, Is all this stuff true about the tour at all? And they said, Yeah. And if they if they cop to it at that point, then the Warriors again, the choice reverts to the Warriors. Do you want to go through with this trade? Do you want to amend the trade? Or do you want to cancel the trade? I think the Warriors should be given one more day to conduct
4: all trading business. Like, the trade deadline is expired for 29 other teams. The Warriors get one more deal. Well, then they should th- call th- the Phoenix Suns and try to, try to flip for Kevin Durant. Okay. They, a buddy of mine said, you know, they really don't need GP2. They need KD1.
5: <laughs> An excellent point. <laughs> but if you say the other 29 teams can't deal... Then the Warriors are talking to themselves. No, oh, no, they they get grandfathered in a partner. Oh, okay. Obviously, See, I'm I'm think to find I think I talked to Milwaukee about Giannis at that point. Good <laughs> lord! No, I mean this is hilarious and bizarre, but I have a feeling that it's going to end up normal in the end. Meaning that the Warriors will grit their teeth. I, th- I think they accept will accept the deal and just you know, I mean, hell, maybe the Blazers make it go away with money. How about this? In order to rescind this deal,
4: all it costs the Golden State Warriors is $130 million for a player they can't fit. Or they can just live with it. Yeah. When you put it like that, they're just going to live with it.
5: Oh, yeah. yeah. I I think that the odds of them blowing this thing up are pretty minuscule because it's the worst possible option.
4: Greg in San Jose. Hello, Greg. You're on with Damon and Ratto.
0: Hey, guys. Man, it's just insane to, to hear how everything has gone down from here. But, um, I mean, just a couple of things I was thinking about. Like, First of all, I think Portland needs to pay for Peyton's salary, no matter what, at the worst, decide to hold on to him. Um, but actually, a couple of questions I have is that if they do happen to hold on to Peyton, um, they, I guess would they have to go with probably the like the buyout market? Or would they even have another option for like a two-way player potentially to fill the void? I'm assuming if they put Payton on the injured list or anything. So I don't know what you guys think about that.
4: I mean, I think they are going to be kicking the can a little bit harder around the buyout market now. They need bodies. They need a player. They need someone else coming off the bench. I mean, it's the buyout market or you got to take the tennis balls off of Andre Iguadala's walker and ask him to go out and play.
5: Tennis balls on the walker, Ray.
4: Yeah, I, I heard you. You can chuckle into the microphone.
5: Well, I didn't find it that hilarious. But the other thing is, why would they blow up their plans to use Iguadala as a playoff fixture now? Oh, I look think, at it this I think way: if, have if he, he can't
4: up- get 27 regular season
5: games in before the playoffs, he ain't going to do squadoosh in the playoffs. Well, maybe not. But this is what the plan has always been, and I don't think they're going to suddenly change that at this point. I, I think their choices are are they're three, and it's you know, it sucks for them, but they can either accept the trade and be happy with the cap relief while grinding their teeth about not having Peyton immediately. They can negate the trade entirely and get back a very disgruntled and even more disgruntled than ever James Wiseman. I don't think they can do that. I don't think they can do it either. Or they have to reopen negotiations with the Blazers to figure out some other way to feel like they've been made whole. And looking at, looking at Portland's roster, the only real option is probably Shaden Sharp, who's not a great defensive player. He's 19, and they already have more than 19. They don't need another 19-year-old. So yeah, I mean, just I don't know what they would do at that point. Like I was, I was asked, Could they rescind the trade
4: partially? Maybe the NBA would grant them that grace if the Pistons were cool with it, and the Hawks were cool with it, and the trailbla- well Trailblazers don't get a vote anymore. You guys are liars. Oh, um, liars always get a vote. No, they, they should. George be, Santos proves that they should not get. They should not get a vote going forward
5: in what the Warriors' next course of action. In well, they, no, they don't get. They don't get a vote in that. The Warriors are the ones in charge right now. They're the ones who get to decide whether this trade is killed, modified, or accepted. Again,
4: maybe they could modify it to they end up with just Wiseman to Detroit for Sadiq Bay. Let's eliminate the Hawks. their are five picks. Kevin Knox and, well, I guess if Kevin Knox would have to be thrown in to make the salaries work. If it we're just a straight up, yes, winner. yeah.
5: So the other three teams would be involved if the Warriors wanted to, you know, revisit every part of this. It's trade. a freaking disaster. Yeah, which is why the easiest course of action for the Warriors ultimately is to feel hard done by, but accept the deal anyway. Even the
4: James Wiseman trade was a disaster. That's how much of the James Wiseman draft pick disaster we are still swimming in. Unbelievable. And the Warriors, again, the Warriors did nothing wrong here. The Warriors did nothing other than sit down at a negotiating table with a team that withheld relevant medical information. I did. During crosstalk with Steinie and Guru. Think this was maybe coming from Detroit. This was might be coming from James Wiseman again. James Wiseman was reported to. He's going to be starting his first game with the Detroit Pistons. To James Wiseman's not playing tonight. And I thought, geez. Maybe this is a hold up on the Pistons
5: medical side. Yeah, And that game's already started. And I saw the video that Whitley sent out today. You got
4: Steph Curry looking like he's got pressure off of him, even though he can't go tonight. Steph Curry's in a good mood sitting there. You got Steve Kerr on an exercise bike. You got a bouncy uh, uh, Gary Payton II just walking through the background. He looked like he was happy as a clam to be back with the Golden State Warriors wearing warrior workout gear, head-to-toe, hoodie up. I mean, he looked like he was ready to go. Nope. Unbelievable. Carlos Correa, part two, electric boogaloo. That's what we're looking at. The same thing that happened to the Giants has happened to the Golden State Warriors. It's unbelievable. It's
5: hilarious.
4: What a five o'clock hour we got for you around the corner you want in. We got open lines. We're coming back. We're taking calls, complaints, gripes, grievances. We're hearing it all today. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. It's a pleasure to have you along. We're brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?